welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. So glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. (laughs) I recorded this episode last week and I fell asleep twice. I was so tired when I sat down to do it and I have this goal to always put out a new episode on Sundays and I needed to get it done and I hadn't gotten it done and I tried. (laughs) I tried really hard and and I fell asleep a couple times and I thought, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Maybe I can edit it. Nope. It's... (laughs) It's a disaster. Sounds terrible. Um, I was just barely coherent. And I was also talking softly because my friends were here and I was trying not to wake them up because they had gone to bed. So, you know, it's a bummer. There was actually some really good stuff in there and now you'll never know. Um, But it is what it is. And it's much better to do a quality podcast. I have a saying that I use a lot, better late than ugly. So if I'm getting ready to go somewhere and I don't look like... I don't feel good about how I look, I will happily show up late than show up not feeling confident about how I look. And I don't get super dressed up a lot or anything like that, but I just, I would rather be late than feel like I look terrible or doubt my outfit or something. So better late than ugly. And with this podcast, better late than incoherent. (laughs) So there's that. Um, just another week of awesomeness here in Miami Beach. I'm telling you, I live a charmed, wonderful life. It is just amazing. The weather is getting hotter and hotter, which actually is has been a little challenging with beach boot camp. The beach boot camps are growing. We're getting new people. Every class, I'm meeting new people that are coming and checking it out, and a lot of them that are coming regularly, which is really exciting. Um, and on the weekends, we have a 10 o'clock class on Sundays, and it's just getting really hot. The, the past two weeks, I've spent most of the workout just reminding people not to die and to hydrate and um, wear sunscreen and monitor your breathing. And it's just a lot to monitor um, during a workout. So we, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot of things about the weather here. This is my first year here. And uh just understanding how it is. And, you know, in the park, it's actually not terrible, but on the beach, you know, full sun, it's pretty intense to be doing burpees and, you know, shuttle runs in the sand. So, um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun that we've had 20 people in class many times now. And, um, last week with all classes combined, uh, we had 96 people in classes. So not 96 separate people, but um, the attendee account for all all the classes was 96. So it's just really exciting to, I just, I don't know. I, I came here wanting to just run the workouts that I was running in Minnesota here because I love doing it and hoping that I'd find people that would want to work out with me. And and it's it's happened. And not only have we found people that want to work out, but found other instructors who want to offer their talents and their skills and their passions and didn't really have an opportunity to do so. And so now we have um, a, a woman, Linda, and she is teaching yoga in our space under the Miami Beach Boot Camp 
name. And uh, Daniel is teaching Tai Chi. He's a Tai Chi master. And so bringing those two um, different class types into our space, which is so needed. You can't do cardio hit seven days a week. Um, I mean, yes, you could. I, I was doing it seven days a week. But um, it's just so awesome to be able to offer these things. Um, I can't teach yoga. I can't teach Tai Chi. I don't know anything about those two things from an instructor point of view. And so they just, they came to a class. They live in my building, just having conversation with them, trying to build community. Found out that they they have these passions and these they've been trained and they just don't, they didn't ever have a place to offer it. And I said, well, it's your lucky day because um, number one, I need some time off. I can't teach seven classes a week. So I was not having classes on Tuesday mornings and um, I needed to travel a bit and I had canceled Wednesday classes for February. And now I, we have classes seven days a week, thanks to Linda and Daniel. And so such an amazing opportunity to have them with us and you know, the universe has a plan and it's so exciting to just show up and be open to whatever it is. I have no idea um, what this beach boot camp thing is going to be, but it's going to be something bigger and more amazing than I can imagine. How do I know that? Because it already is. It's, it's magnificent and just building a community. A lot of the people who come live right here. And so, you know, we're doing breakfast after class on Saturdays and Um, just getting to know each other and making friendships. And I've just always said, it's so hard to make friends in adult world. And especially now when we're not going to the office and seeing coworkers, where do you make new friends? And so many people are moving down here for the winter or permanently. And, you know, where do you meet people unless you're going to go out, you know, to the bar or or join social groups, which I I mean, I know a lot of people do that. I don't do that, but um, that's one way. But Gym communities, it's an amazing way to meet people because you're already meeting people who are up at the same time of day and interested in doing the same thing that you're doing. And if nothing else, even if you don't become best friends and you know babysit each other's kids, um, you, you have something in common and you can talk about the workouts and what's going on in your life and just um, you know make friends that way. My closest friends are people I have met through workouts and different gyms that I've been a part of. And I've, I've held a lot of those people really close to me. Um, so all that to say, if you haven't tried group fitness and you have group fitness available to you, I encourage you to not only just go, but get involved, go back, go back at the same class times, you know, talk to people. It's really a great way to meet people. And that's what we're doing. We're building a little tribe here and, um, it's lovely. There's a there's one person who's been coming to class for a couple of weeks and uh, it's, it's just been a, a shot in the arm. Uh, I, well, there's many. I shouldn't say one. There's many. Um, the, the different energies that have come along. But Oscar lives two buildings down and his balcony overlooks our space that we work out in. And he saw the workouts for, kind of from the beginning. He'd see me show up and put up a sign and wait around and Sometimes one person would come to class, sometimes four people, and he just observed it. And then one night he was down on the beach when we had ladies night and we needed someone to take a picture of our group. And um, he walked over and offered to take a photo and then said that, hey, I, you know, I see you out here every morning. And I said, well, why aren't you working out with us? <laughs> and I kind of hardcore guilted him, you know, come on out tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., stability and balance. And, and he did. He came out 
he enjoyed the class and he has just immediately come alongside of me to be of service and also to just pump my tires and bring his energy. And he's become this community builder. Um, he goes around to everyone in the class, gets their name, tells them we're going to breakfast, tells them when the next class is. He has just been such a huge shot in the arm. And he's a photographer, a very amazing professional photographer, photojournalist, um, small paper called the New York Times. You may have heard of it. And he offered to do a photo shoot of a class. So we would have professional photos for the website and for all of these different things that I'm still figuring out I need to do. So he did a photo shoot and I got the photos this past weekend. And I just, um, I, I, I would have wept except the joy was too, too deep um, to just see these people that come out and with joy and intention move on the sand together as a group with me. I get to be a part of this and I get to see it and um, all I've done is show up and then this is what happens. It's so beautiful. So, and then um, we have, we have so many people. I don't want to name them all because then I'm going to miss someone, but we have this one particular guy in particular, particular guy in particular, and his name is Jim. And um, he's one of those dudes that comes to class and cheers on everyone and whoops and hollers and says everyone's name. And he is just, it's been another shot in the arm to have that kind of energy. And, you know, when we're grinding it out and we're all kind of dying, he brings some levity and some cheer. And it's just been, that also has just changed the tone. So, you know, when you go to a group workout, bring your personality, bring your gifts, bring who you are, because you can really make an impact on that community that you're walking into. And these people have made a huge impact on our community and on my life. I'm just, I'm just beside myself with gratitude. It's so much fun. So that's kind of the bulk of what I'm doing lately. Uh, a lot of you had said you like to hear what's going on in my life. So that's kind of a big thing. Um, it's changing all the time. It's growing every time. So that'll be a, a common theme here. <laughs> um, what else is going on? My parents uh, ha- got a house in Port Charlotte for the month of February. And so last week I drove across Alligator Alley, and which is just the I-75. It goes across the state uh, over to the Gulf side. So drove that. It's about three hours from here. And I got to see my parents and my sister was there as well and spent a couple of days with them. They have this beautiful house on a little bay with a dock. And um, we went uh, just driving around, saw some, went to Sanibel Island and got some seashells. And they have scallops that wash up on the shore and they're alive. And you pick them up and they clap shut. And then they'll open and they have these little eyeballs around the rim and they look at you. And so I threw them back, threw as many of them back to save their lives as I could because I'd eaten scallops for lunch and that was my way of replenishing what I had just done and I felt real good about that. And my sister found a starfish and it was really fun and I don't know, in general, I don't know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but if you have, you've heard kind of the odyssey of my relationship with my family the last couple of years and um, I was just so grateful to be spending lovely time with my family, time with my sister. You know, my sister and I shared a bedroom. We each had a twin bed and we stayed up after my parents went to bed talking. And I just, it just meant so much to me to have my sister back in my life and um, just to share that sisterly relationship. It was just, it was so beautiful and simple. We weren't doing anything crazy, but um, just talking about life and gossiping about our parents <laughs> Um, it just was really, really lovely. And then it was 
time to come home. Um, I realized I had not stayed in a house or with my parents in years, I think, since I lived with them. This was a lot of close-up time with my parents, but it was fine. Um, And then my friends Amanda and Rachel came to visit, and we had a really great time. We worked out and um, went to some restaurants I hadn't been to and went for long walks and had a lot of girl talk, and it was really, really, really fun. So really enjoyed just having people here. I have people coming every weekend now, I think through the end of March, um, staying with me, which I love when people come and, and just see kind of the little world that I've like landed in and that I love and that is working so well for me. So it's really, really fun to have them here. So that's what's new. Um, if you also, again, if you listen to my podcast last week, uh, I talked about kind of figuring out that this deficit that I thought that I always had where I needed my dad's attention, that that was never really broken, that I've always had exactly what I needed in order to execute and to achieve and to go and to chase my dreams. And um, I find that in life, a lot of times these lessons come along to me right at the right time. That one I didn't, I didn't even really know I had that angst and I didn't really think about it as something I needed to deal with and yet it came up. And then now this last week, I went and visited my parents again, and I wanted to show them the photo shoot photos of boot camp because I'm so proud of, of what's you know put, been put together by the universe and that I'm part of it, and I'm just really proud of it. And, um, and so when I first saw the photos, I thought, you know, my parents probably aren't even going to care about this because they're not like worker outers. They don't care. Um, but then I thought, you know, I'm going to not assume I'm going to show it to them and give them an opportunity to respond instead of assuming that they're not interested or that they wouldn't be proud of me. And so I did, and it didn't go well. Uh, To be very blunt, uh, it didn't go well. And not only did I not get a reaction that I wanted, I got a reaction that was very hurtful. And um, and I don't want to dwell on it because I feel like the more power I put into it, the the worse it is. But it was... um, that experience would have tanked me to a degree. I don't even know that I would have handled it. I would have maybe gotten up and like walked out. But except that a couple weeks ago, I had this amazing lesson that really permeated to my heart that made it so not only was I able to sit there and accept the response I got, but I was able to not let it affect my relationship with my parents, not let it affect my feelings about myself and not let it affect how I feel about the boot camp. Just because my parents aren't proud or think it's silly or make fun of it doesn't mean that I have to change anything about how I feel about it or myself. And I'm telling you, a couple weeks ago, it would have done all of those things. And so I'm, I'm just encouraging you when there's a message that seems to be loud that you can see and hear everywhere. When you're reading something really powerful and you're getting um, into some meaty things in your own heart that you didn't even know, listen to it, pay attention to it. You just don't know why. And often the why is really important. There could be something coming up that you're gonna have to face that you're being prepared for, that learning and absorbing and changing in this moment will make a future moment bearable or good or doable or simply not painful. 
So I encourage you to remember that. Listen to the voices of truth that you come across. Listen to your own inner voice. Follow the path that always leads you higher. And and you just don't know what you're being prepared for. A little note about friendship here on this too. I had I had talked to my friend Amanda about the situation. And um, you know, one of my favorite things about my friendship with Amanda is she always takes my side. Always, like a good friend should. Like, wow, that's really terrible. And I would be so mad and upset too. But she, being in her shoes, not in mine, she looks at it and tries to find the compassion and the higher way for me to see. And so she takes my side, but then she gently just turns me a little bit to say, maybe consider this. Maybe it was meant this way. Maybe it was said with this spirit. Maybe, just maybe. And, and it's such a beautiful way of managing someone you love. Amanda loves me and she doesn't want to see me hurt. And she's quick to hug me and say, yes, that was hurtful. And then while she's hugging and holding me, will just turn me ever so slightly to say, look, but it could be this. And therefore, you don't have to feel so hurt. You don't have to hang on to this. Yes, it hurts. But she points out the grace. She gives the grace. And she has been so pivotal in me being willing and open to the idea that I could have people in my life that I thought were too toxic or that I could forgive before I thought it was even possible. And so I'm so grateful for friends like that. That num- I mean, number one, you got to take them aside. I am hurt. I'm upset. You have to say, yes, that's terrible. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you're hurt. And, and then you can tip my chin a little and say, but the intent probably wasn't to hurt you. The intent came from a place of ignorance or a place of misunderstanding. And then, okay, well, it doesn't hurt any less, but I don't have to now take it any further. I can just say, wow, that hurt, and then move on. So be a good friend to your friends. Take their side, and then instead of annihilating whoever upset them, tip their chin a little and let them see that, you know, People need grace. All people need grace. We give ourselves so much credit for our intention when we make a mistake. Like, well, I made a mistake, but I didn't mean to. When other people make a mistake, we owe it to others to give them that same grace to say, well, their intent was probably not malicious. Most people don't walk around with malicious intent. I mean, truly, truly, maybe ignorant intent, maybe flippant intent, but rarely is it malicious. So if you want to support this podcast, I just want to remind you there's three ways you can do it. Number one, you can go to anchor.fm and you can choose to be a supporter of this podcast with a monthly donation. And that's very kind of you. This podcast doesn't make me money. I don't um, get big sponsorship deals and it's just truly a labor of love and I love doing it. But if you want to give back, that's one way that you can. Number two you can purchase items from Built. So Built is a company that makes protein bars as well as really awesome products like Boost, which is um, a flavoring packet that goes into water and it has caffeine-free, has an energy boost. Also, they have immunity um, vitamins in the Built Boost Plus. So great products. The the Built Bars, if you've ever tried Built Bars, you probably have fallen in love with them. They have 
a texture that's different than other protein bars. They're a chewy, nougaty type of a of a texture. They taste more like a candy bar because it's real chocolate. And they have they have a lot of different varieties that have nuts, and then they have ones that don't have nuts. They're gluten free. Most of them, what I love is they're low calorie. So the ones without nuts, most of them are 130 calories. So you can get a cherry Garcia flavor. So it's cherry nougat covered in dark chocolate. It's amazing. They have um, ones with nuts. They have a German chocolate cake that's got coconut and nuts and chocolate. Amazing. Their most popular one with my friends is the cookies and cream. And that's it tastes exactly like what I just said. They also have some white chocolate flavors that pop up every once in a while and then sell out. They're amazing. Peanut butter. Um, they have a lemon almond cheesecake. They also have bites. So they're a half of a bar. So you can mix and match. You can get a, a mixed box. You get 18 in a box. Try them all. Um, I have a code. It's destination begin. It gets you 10% off. And often I'll post, they'll have flash sales where it's 20% off plus my code, et cetera, et cetera. So when you purchase from built, um, I get a portion of that and I really appreciate it. And so that way you get something and also support this podcast. The last product that I support is called smart baking company and they make a gluten-free baked good. So baked goods are really hard to come by when you're gluten-free unless you want to eat a 300 calorie item. And often they're full of sugar just because they're gluten-free. But Smart Baking Company, they have muffins and cupcakes that are moist and delicious. And I'm telling you, they're amazing. And they're certified gluten-free. Like they're, they don't mess around. And um, so they have muffins that are really big and filling and they're 100 calories. And then they have cupcakes that are 36 or 38 calories each and so you get to have two of those in a serving and last time i talked about this i did the math wrong and i'm sorry and so adding 36 and 36 is real hard for me so i'm not gonna do it bottom line is they're low calorie and delicious i have a code for them too that gets you 10 percent off that code is destination underscore begin um, check them out. They also have hamburger buns. If you're gluten-free and you miss having hamburger buns in your life, they have hamburger buns. So check them out. Those are your three ways that you can support this podcast. And I really, really appreciate it. So today I'm going to talk about some lifestyle hacks, some tips and tricks. I get asked for this all the time and I've got episodes where I go into detail with lists of, of just all kinds of mindset tricks um, eating tricks, just the basics to losing weight. And so if you're on a weight loss journey, I really suggest you go back and listen to episodes from season one and season two because I go into more in depth. But I wanted to kind of recap because there's so many new listeners to this podcast. I want to recap some of the most important things. So when I sit down with a client, I, I do weight loss coaching and binge eating recovery coaching. And the first thing that we talk about are things like tracking your food and understanding what you're eating. So I want to just go over some of those those really powerful tools and tips and mantras and those things in this episode. So the first thing I want to talk about is your mind because I had weight loss surgery and it didn't fix everything. It helped me lose weight, but once I lost weight, I was back to the same um, shame and guilt cycle because nothing happened to my brain. It was just a physical change that helped me lose weight because I couldn't eat. But once I could eat again, I was back to the same habits, the same thoughts, the same mindset about food. So it's really important to understand that if you want to make a permanent change to your lifestyle and how you look and your weight, you have to do some mental work too. And it doesn't have to be drudgery and it doesn't have to be super hard, but you have to be willing to embrace some truths 
and some mantras because that's how you reprogram your brain. When, if you're an adult and you have a weight issue and you've had a weight issue your whole life, most likely you have a list of go-to reasons that you fall off the wagon on a diet. You have a list of go-to things that pop up in your head when you're looking at something you shouldn't be eating and it's the thing that makes you actually eat it and the thing that makes you say later, wow, I did it again, I suck. So it's important to have new things to draw on in those situations so that you start making the better decision more frequently. And number one, losing weight and dieting, it's not about perfection. It's about progress, consistency, and changing things slowly. It's never a good idea to shoot for losing a ton of weight really, really quick and then thinking you're done. If you're going to lose a lot of weight, it's going to take you time and you're going to have to work for the rest of your life to keep it off. So why not start at the beginning changing those thoughts? And it starts really simple. I'm going to tell you my most powerful mantra and I still use it all the time. I used it when I was with my family and they were eating donuts and I wasn't having donuts. (laughs) I use it all the time and it's this sentence. It's just food. It's just food. It's just food. I say it to myself all the time. Why? Because food is designed to look beautiful. It's designed to have smell and be palatable. And I'll tell you this, it is designed for you to not be able to resist it. I'm talking, I'm not talking about green beans. I'm talking about cupcakes, Doritos, Oreos, pizza. Um, Things that typically when you're trying to lose weight, you need to limit or cut out. Things that trip people up on diets. So for instance, I was out with my family and I had already eaten my breakfast and I was not having donuts that day because I'm on a certain plan. And the first stop was a bakery. And oh my gosh, these are the best donuts in Florida. They have the best donuts in Florida. You guys can't wait to have have these. And so everyone was all excited. And donuts are my favorite thing. If you know me, you know this. Donuts and I, we just love each other. Except the donut and I love each other and then the donut turns on me and then I hate myself if I eat donuts outside of when I decide. So we walk in there and they they were beautiful. And donuts are not just cut into a little square and thrown some frosting on top. They would still taste delicious. But part of the appeal of a donut is that they're pretty. They're ornate. They're in a circle. Often they are very meticulously decorated or the the frosting still glistens. And so a donut is designed to look good, number one. So here's something that looks really good. And then it's designed to make you not want to have just one. Same with Oreos, same with popcorn, same with chips. It's because scientists are brilliant, researchers are brilliant, and they have figured out that breast milk or formula, the thing that we eat first when we're first babies, has a certain ratio of fat and sugar. These treats and junk foods, what most of us crave and that are the most addictive, they have a two-one ratio of carbs to fat, just like human breast milk. And that's the first thing that you eat as a little tiny baby. So you are hardwired to crave and be comforted emotionally by foods with a two-one ratio of carbs to fat. So guess what the ratio of carbs to fat is on Doritos, donuts, popcorn, Oreos, typically pizza, two to one. Do you understand that when they're engineering Chips Ahoy, the the people engineering these foods understand this. They know this. 
and it is in their best interest for you to buy a package and eat it all and then buy another package. It is not in their best interest for you to buy some and have a couple and then let them sit there and have one a week, maybe one every other week as a treat. They wouldn't make money that way. If if Oreo and Chips Ahoy were treated like the green beans in our fridge that we buy and maybe eat a couple and then they spoil and we throw them out, the Nabisco would be in big trouble. And so those foods are designed with that in mind, not to mention they're full of chemicals that do all kinds of interesting things to your brain. But it's just food. It's just food. And so when, when we can look at the Oreo and say, oh man, I love the Oreo, it's so good, and then step back and say, oh, it's just food. And it's been engineered for me to want it. I want to be smarter than the food. Now you're in control and you can say, do I actually want the Oreo? Because now you go, well, when I, when I eat the Oreo, am I going to be happy or am I going to want another Oreo? And then how much easier is it going to be for me to say yes to the Oreo next time? It's going to be really, really easy to say next time because I just said yes now. So it's just food. It's designed to be beautiful and it's designed to be addictive. Not to mention that two one ratio that's in the human breast milk, it's an emotional response. We have an emotional reaction to things that mimic human breast milk. Not to mention you add the memories involved. I think about donuts. I think about all the times I've had delicious donuts. Uh, my dad would bring them home from Super America. We would eat them in the car when we used to drive to Colt Church. I have a lot of memories around donuts. We'd get up early in the morning to drive up to Colt Church when we had a school, and we hated getting up in the morning, especially in the wintertime, and my mom would say, oh, we'll stop and get a donut. Well, now there's a reason to get up. Now there's a reason to hurry up. Now there's a reason to not dawdle. We don't have to sit down and eat something boring at the kitchen table. We get to get in the car. We get to pick out whatever donut we want and eat a donut on the way to school. Now the whole day is better. I have an emotional connection because I get to eat something delicious and yummy. That delicious and yummy thing just changed my day from, ew, it's cold, I have to get up early, to I get to have a donut, I get to eat something delicious. So, so many treats have those emotional stories with them. And that is why as an adult at 42, when I see a donut, I want it because it's beautiful, it's yummy, it's emotional. And so being able to stop and say, you know, it's just food, it really helps me. I also remind myself that that donut, maybe not that donut, but donuts will exist tomorrow, next month, next year. Donuts are not going anywhere. They're not going to say, hey, um, Kristen's not eating donuts, so we should probably stop making them forever. So, although actually, (laughs) considering how many donuts I used to eat, I wonder if I did make an impact on the donut industry. I don't know, but they're never going to go anywhere. Junk food, treats, they're not going anywhere. You will have to have this conversation with yourself for the rest of your life. And so you are either going to have the food or the food is going to have you. And you get to decide and just say, you know what? It's just food. In this moment, I'm going to choose. Yes, it's hard. I'm going to choose to walk the other way. When we were in that donut shop, it was hard. I, I sent a message to Amanda like in agony, like, Amanda, they're so pretty. And I'm not having one. And I just went to the bathroom. I redid my makeup a little. I distracted myself. I got an iced coffee. And I just chose to stay away from the donut. Now, I could have had a donut. Nothing would have happened, right? But... I'm preparing for something really important to me. I'm not having donuts right now. And it was totally fine. Once we were out of there, I'm going to think about the donuts again. There was leftover donuts in the back of the car that came with us. I didn't even think about it. I, it was over. And it was uncomfortable, but it was just food. 
And now I'm back in Miami. And guess what? There's donuts everywhere here too. So if I really want a donut, I can have a donut anytime I want. So I'm digressing into the donut hole. (laughs) The donut hole. That was funny. Um, But just to really prove the point, it's just food. It's not going anywhere. It's an inanimate object that you are powerful over. That donut, that food, that Oreo, that pizza, insert your favorite food right there, is never going to jump up into your mouth on its own. You have the power to walk away. And I'm telling you, I understand that it is emotionally painful to walk away. I wanted to cry in that donut shop because it's a real emotional connection. It is hard. Yes, you're not crazy. You're not weak. It's hard. These foods are emotional. They're tied to us. Our history with delicious, hyper-tasty foods, they're strong. So yes, it is hard, and I have so much compassion for that. And it, it gets easier because here's the next thing. Your yes and no are muscles, just like the muscles in your arms and legs. When you get used to saying yes to moving your body, it gets easier to say yes to moving your body. It becomes habit. We all know this. When you start doing something over and over, it becomes a habit. Now, when you say no to something and you get to have the feeling of accomplishment that you did not succumb to temptation, your no muscle gets stronger. It's been reinforced by the positive um, outcome of feeling good. Like, oh, wow, I didn't give in. That feels good. So next time you're in that situation, you know how you know the drill. Yeah, this sucks. I don't I don't want to look at the donuts, but uh, oh well, I already know how this plays out. I can walk away and I'm just fine. You've exercised your no. It's powerful. It's a muscle. And when you start using it, the first few times is really hard and then it gets easier. And I promise you that that is true. And remember too, when you're depriving yourself, like, you know, the the commentary was that I was being ridiculous and I was depriving myself of the best donut in Florida. And I actually looked at my mom and I was like, they're not that good, are they? And she said, no, actually, they're the best donut I've ever had. Thanks, mom. Thanks. Thanks for having my back. It's really, really funny. It's funny now. In the moment I was like, and that sucks. But bottom line, bottom line is... (laughs) <laughs> you you will learn that depriving yourself of the moment, the momentary pleasure, yeah, that stinks. But saying yes deprives you of the satisfaction of having won. I like knowing I won. I like at the end of the day that I stuck to my guns. That I don't want to deprive myself of that experience. I don't want to deprive myself out of the experience of achieving my long-term goal right now. And so, yeah, I may be depriving myself of donuts but I otherwise would be depriving myself of reaching a goal. So you're always depriving yourself of something. Deprivation is a two-way street. So remember that as well. So there's your mantra. It's just food. Deprivation is a two-way street. Your no is a muscle and it gets stronger the more you use it. Food is not going anywhere. Food is an inanimate object. So those are some thoughts you can put in your brain to overcome those ones that say, it's just once, I deserve it, it's no big deal, it's the, it's the best donut in Florida. I'm never going to be back here again. All these things that make you decide that you're going to actually do something you don't want to do. Now you have new ammo. You're welcome. Yay! 
So the first thing when I'm asked, how do I lose weight? And people tend to tell me everything that they eat and that they're not eating unhealthy and so they don't understand why they're not losing weight or, you know, there's always a story behind, I want to lose weight. And so, and, and there's a lot of different reasons why people quote unquote can't lose weight. Um, and usually it's just a, a matter of, of science and not understanding what's going on. We tend to underestimate how much we eat and overestimate how many calories we burn when we exercise. So the first thing that I have recommended to everyone is you need to track your food and it's a pain in the butt, but you just need to do it. I have to come back to this over and over myself um, because it's just easy to start sliding little bites in. It's easy to start eating more than you intend. And then you're in the situation where I'm gaining weight or I can't lose weight and I don't know why. Well, the first step is just gathering data. So I always recommend the app MyFitnessPal. It's an amazing app because it has a huge database of all the foods in the entire world, it feels like. It's just been around forever. And so you're able to find restaurant foods and you, there's a barcode scanner so you can scan the barcode on a package and it will pull up the nutritional information and the typical serving sizes. You can create recipes. You can save things you eat over and over again. It's just a great app. So if you go in there, you it'll ask you some questions and you can pick your goal as far as how much you should be eating. I don't worry about that right away with my clients. I say just get the app. It's also on the desktop and just start tracking your food. Even before you're losing weight, before you're trying to do anything, just put everything in there so that you know, okay, this is what I'm really doing in a day. Here's how much coffee I'm drinking. Here's how much milk is on my cereal. Here's how much I'm eating between meals. Just get information. And when you do that, the powerful thing is you'll find, oh, I'm eating a lot more than I thought. And here are things I don't really care about that I could easily cut out. So when you have that data, you find things you can cut out that don't even bother you. So now you're already winning. So maybe you say, oh man, I put a lot of cream in my coffee. Maybe I should go to half and half or go to almond milk or maybe I should only have that in my coffee in the morning and the rest of the day I don't. Well, there you've just cut a couple hundred calories out if you're using heavy cream. Or things like salad dressing. Like, wow, I could probably eat raw carrots with nothing on them versus the cucumbers that I really want some dip on. So you can start making these little swaps to just start cutting some of those extra calories out. And you won't know that until you really get maybe a full week of just what am I eating? And that's really fun to be able to make an impact on your diet without feeling like you're on a diet, just by tweaking things a little bit and just maybe taking the awesome perfection out of a food and making it still palatable and just fine. So that's always the best place to start. I always track everything except um, green vegetables. Like I don't track lettuce, I don't track green beans, that kind of thing. Um, just because there's so much fiber in those that the calories and fiber your body has to work to digest, they're, they're not going to do anything. So I wouldn't track your green vegetables. But track it all, sauces, condiments, um, soda, gum, all of those things. And then once you know what you're eating you can start to make changes. And I would really recommend you go online. There's a website called calculators.net and you can find your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. And that number tells you what you burn basically doing nothing. So if you wanna lose weight, you can take that number and kind of work um, backwards. So if I do nothing, if I just sit here all day, I burn you know, 1800 calories. Well, I wanna lose weight. 
So I should be eating less than 1,800 calories in a day and maybe do some movement. So you could say, all right, I'm going to eat 1,600 calories a day. Now you have a target and you can see how that works for a week. And that's a powerful tool to know. So you want to basically set up a new MyFitnessPal or whatever you're using for calorie tracking based on a calorie deficit. And if you already know what you're eating, it's easy to do to say, wow, I'm eating 2,000 calories a day. This says I burn about 1,800. No wonder I'm not losing weight. No wonder I'm slowly gaining weight. Okay, well, if I go down to 1,600 calories a day, that's less than I'm eating now. I already know that. And it should be enough to trigger a little bit of weight loss. So that's where I always say, that's where you start. And then you start paying attention and you start patiently tracking your results, which I know is really, really hard, but that's one way to start. And then with exercise, people tend to get a heart rate monitor or a Fitbit and then see, oh, I did a workout I gained or I I burned 500 calories. And so they add that back. I would say, do not add that back. If you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to move your body to burn calories. So if you're burning calories, take it as a weight loss gain. Do not add it back. Do not eat those calories. The only time I would say that that isn't wise is if you're doing a really long endurance event or doing something super duper hard and you, you know, if it says you burned a thousand calories, well, then it's probably safe to eat a few extra calories, maybe a couple few hundred. But if you're trying to lose weight, just remember those um, trackers are based on averages. They're based on the average person's heart rate being at whatever yours was, um, saying you probably burned that many calories. But that thing does not know your metabolism. So I would say don't add them back. Just take the, take the loss. And if you need a little energy, maybe add, you know, 100 calories or 200 calories for the workout to, you know, replenish. And I would say make it a protein shake. So next I'm going to talk about um, the second most popular part of this question is, what should I be eating? And I don't tell people what to eat, but I do think it's important to shoot for a protein goal. We need protein to keep our, our muscles strong. We need protein to rebuild and repair, especially if we're working out. And it's really hard for your body to turn protein into fat. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're eating a lot of protein and less fat and carbs, your body is going to burn your fat instead of burning what you're eating for fuel. So here's what you do. You come up with that calorie goal that you already found and what we just talked about. And then you come up with what that's going to be made up of. And I always tell people to eat protein first, then carbs and fat. And you should be eating about a gram of protein a day for every pound you weigh. So if you weigh 150 pounds, the good midline would be 150 grams of protein. Now, most people you should eat a little less than that. You don't need to eat quite that much, but about 0.75. So three quarters of a gram of protein for every pound. So at least 100 grams of protein if you're 150 pounds, you should be eating a day and still staying in your calorie range. So if you simply focus on eating protein and staying under that calorie goal, the carbs and fats will burn, will balance themselves out. So for example, if you're eating um, eggs for breakfast, Um, eggs and turkey sausage. You're going to have a lot of protein. You're going to have some fat. And then you're going to also be rather high calorie. Um, And so you're going to say, okay, I had all this protein and fat and now I've used a chunk of my calories. You don't have calories now for toast. 
um, or extra butter. So those carbs and fats, you're gonna have to cut back on in order to stay within your calorie goal if you're gonna eat that big high protein breakfast. So shoot for protein and calories being your number one and number two measures that you always hit. So I always eat 180 grams of protein, but I stay within my calorie goal, which means my carbs and fats are just lower. And the difference between carbs and fats, I don't really care. You can do whatever you want. Some people are so low carb and they eat more fat to replace it. Some people do a balance of both. I do a balance of both. I eat about the same carbs and fat every day. So just focus on calories and protein. Hit your protein goal, but stay under your calorie limit. And then you're going to be taking really good care of your body and add in a ton of water and add in a ton of green vegetables. So most importantly about all of this is that you're consistent. Um, You should set up to hit your calorie goal every single day consistently. If you are a person who likes to eat more on the weekend, an easy way to do that is to just eat a little less during the week and give yourself those calories on the weekend. So if you're supposed to eat 1,800 calories Monday, or 2,000 calories seven days a week, You could eat 1,800 calories Monday through Friday, and then you're going to build up some calories to eat on the weekend, that kind of a thing, so that the average for the seven days is the same, but you're just spacing it out, so you're willing to be a little bit less full and maybe eat more vegetables for some of your meals on Monday through Friday in order to have a little extra food on the weekend, so you can play with that, and that's perfectly fine. Last but not least, um, I'm just going to do a shameless plug here. Don't be afraid to enlist some help. Don't be afraid to try something new and to talk to somebody new. I coach people on losing weight. And a lot of times people have a session or two with me and they're on their way. They check in a month or two. We have another session. Um, Don't be afraid to enlist somebody who's been there, done that. I've lost 250 pounds. So I kind of know the deal. And I had weight loss surgery and my metabolism tanked. And I have regained weight and lost it. And everything that you've been through on a weight loss journey, I've been there. And so I understand. And it's not easy. And I have empathy and I can help. And I have a billion tips and tricks and hacks that I'm happy to share with you and work with you. So reach out to me. If it's not me, um, reach out to a nutritionist within your healthcare plan. Um, Think about rejoining something like uh, Weight Watchers, which is now I think called WW. Um, These programs change and evolve as as they understand more about nutrition. Don't be afraid to try something again that worked for you in the past. Don't be afraid to get some help. Don't be afraid to talk about it. We're all in this together. In this COVID thing, there's so many people who've gained weight, who've gotten out of shape, and are now just saying, okay, it's time to figure this stuff out again. So you have support, you have community, and it's important to not try to do it all on your own, especially because you know your own tips and tricks Um, when it comes to starting, but you also typically fall into the same patterns, the same reasons why you quit, um, the same reason you're going to quit again. And when you have new information, new mantras like I just gave you, new insights, things to remember, things, new messages to give yourself in those weak moments, you have much more better chance to be successful this time with new information. So don't be afraid to enlist help. Don't be afraid to get a coach. I would love to work with you. You can reach out to me. Um, I'd love to work with you virtually. It's not that expensive. It's an investment in your health. And if it works, why not, right? So I'd love to work with you. And, um, and if not me, work with somebody. Just get some people on board. Get some resources. Get some new information. Get some new information to do something that you've probably already tried to do and, um, and have not been successful. Well, let's do it different. 
All right, my final little piece of advice. If you follow me on social media, you know this. This is what I'll say to you that I want you to keep in your head more than anything, is that every single day can be a day one. Every single day is a day one. So think about what you did yesterday. What didn't you like? What did you like? Note the information and start over. Even if you're on a weight loss journey and you haven't had any cheat days and you've just been losing weight consistently, consistently, guess what? It's still day one. Take all the data that you have, put it into play today, and it's a day one. Every day. Don't be afraid to completely start over. Time is going to pass anyway. So you may as well, even if it's only a tiny little bit of progress, you may as well be making progress every single day. Why not? It... So many of us want this to happen overnight. We want to lose weight really, really fast. We want to lose 25 pounds by the end of the month. Well, that would be lovely, but it's not lovely if it comes right back on. And have you ever noticed how good it feels to simply lose five pounds? Five pounds feels amazing. Other people may not see it, but you can feel five pounds. So set a five pound goal and go after it. And every single day is day one. Today for me is day one. I have gotten all of the results that I have by continually having a day one over and over and over again for 20 years, really. I've been working on this for 20 years, working on it in earnest for the past 15, but it takes time. Time is going to pass anyway. I'm so glad I got started. I lost 100 pounds and I went from 400 pounds to 300 pounds. I was still morbidly obese. But what if I had never started? What if I'd said, well, I have to lose 250 pounds and it's going to take too long, so forget it. That I would still be stuck. But it took just a day one over again, over again, over again. Don't be afraid to have a day one. And if you are willing to embrace the idea of day one every day, you will get there. You will get there 100%. You will achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Every single day is day one. But guess what you have to do? You have to begin destination begin that's the name of the podcast so begin day one every day and uh don't quit the end that's all i have for you today in this episode thank you for joining me thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love, thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen at destinationbegin.com.